Yo, what is going on, everyone? My name is Nekor, the Notorious Fantasy, and in today's video, we're going to be talking about my week number 13 wide receiver start or sit decisions for fantasy football in 2021. Inside today's video, we're going to be going in-depth into every single matchup from Thursday Night Football all the way until Monday Night Football, and I'll be telling you guys whether I believe you should start or sit the wide receivers in every single matchup. But before we could get into things, I would like to ask if you are new to the channel and you do end up enjoying today's video, to please make sure that you hit that subscribe button down below because not only is it free I put out content every single day to help you guys win your 2021 fantasy football championship and while you're down there whether you are new to the channel or not please make sure to hit that like button down below to help boost this video up the algorithm so that more beautiful people like yourself can see today's video I would also like to ask that if you guys are on Twitter and would like to follow me on there to please do so at notorious FNTSY the link to my Twitter is also down below in the video description so without further ado let's get into my week number 13 wide receiver start or sit decisions we begin with Thursday night football the Dallas Cowboys at the New Orleans Saints in this game it does not appear that Amari Cooper will be clearing the COVID protocol to be able to play in this game that means that CeeDee Lamb who seems like he's good to go this week will be the wide receiver one of the Dallas Cowboys and Michael Gallup will be the number two option on the team in this case both of them are must-start wide receivers. I understand that C.D. Lamb missed last week's game and that he was banged up in the week prior up against the Kansas City Chiefs, but I do believe that he is an absolute smash start up against the New Orleans Saints. We just saw the Buffalo Bills run a train on the New Orleans Saints last week on Thanksgiving, and I believe that the Dallas Cowboys, who played quite well up against the Las Vegas Raiders, even without Amari Cooper and C.D. Lamb, I think they are going to go in here and beat the ever-living shit out of the Saints, so I love C.D. Lamb, as well as Michael Gallup, who stepped up very well in that matchup last week up against the Raiders, even though they did lose that game. The other Cowboys wide receiver of note is Cedric Wilson. Now, if you are in a very deep league, I am interested in starting Wilson in this game, and while I've said that I believe this is going to be a beatdown, the Saints' defense is certainly better than the Raiders' defense, so Cedric Wilson may not be able to perform as well as he did last week up against the Raiders, so for that reason, I am going to be sitting him down on the bench as well as the fact that CeeDee Lamb is healthy this week, right? So CeeDee Lamb's the number one and Michael Gallup's the number two. So that kind of leaves Cedric Wilson as the odd man out. For the New Orleans Saints, it appears at least that Taysom Hill is going to be the starting quarterback of the Saints. Now, is he better than Trevor Simeon for winning games for the Saints? I believe so because he's a very dynamic quarterback. But at the end of the day, with even how confusing this wide receiver core has been with Jameis, how confusing it's been with Trevor Simeon, I think that trend is going to continue with Taysom Hill under center. Again, it is not a lock that Taysom Hill is the starting quarterback, but it appears based upon what I have read and based upon what Sean Payton has said that Taysom Hill will be the guy. I just don't think that it's worth risking it week in and week out with the New Orleans Saints wide receivers. Would I be surprised at all if Traquan Smith had a good game? No. Would, he, would I be surprised at all if... Marquise Callaway had a good game. No, Callaway is one of those weapons that is a deep down the field threat. It wouldn't surprise me at all if this motherfucker had two touchdowns up against the Dallas Cowboys. But again, the risk heavily outweighs the reward in my opinion. So I'm going to be sending down all of the Saints wide receivers in this Thursday night football matchup. Next up, we move to the beginning of the Sunday slate with the New York football Giants at the Miami Dolphins. And Jalen Waddell is the only wide receiver that I want to be starting in this game for the Miami Dolphins. Devontae Parker, I highly doubt he's going to be cleared from the injured reserve to play in this game. Will Fuller has basically just stolen all this money from the Dolphins. The guy is nowhere to be found. I think that if Will Fuller was here, 
that would be great for the Dolphins, but I honestly don't think that would affect Jalen Waddle's target share all that much. This guy is just seeing so many targets game in and game out. He absolutely tore up the Carolina Panthers last week, and I think it is entirely possible that he has another great game up against the Giants. He is a wide receiver that at the end of the week, it would not surprise me at all if he was a top 12 wide receiver, so I love him in this game up against the Giants. I hope as a Dolphins fan that Devontae Parker as well as Will Fuller return soon, but I don't think any of them really have all that big of an impact on the target share that Jalen Waddle will be seeing game in and game out. So I love him this week up against the Giants. The Giants defense did play quite well up against the Philadelphia Eagles, but then again, all the receivers there were just dropping passes left and right from Jalen Hurts. So I do think that Tua will be able to have a good performance here, and I think Jalen Waddle will be a big benefactor of that. For the Giants, Darius Slayton, Kenny Galladay. These are the healthy names for the Giants. Kadarius Toney, I don't think he's going to be playing this week, so I'm sitting all of them down. The Miami Dolphins defense has looked damn near fucking unstoppable over the last couple of weeks, ever since we started this win streak up against the Houston Texans. I know I say we. I know I'm not on the Miami Dolphins, but I'm a fan of the team. The Dolphins defense has looked fantastic as of recently, and I don't think Kenny Galladay or Darius Slayton are going to be able to have big games here, so I'm definitely sitting both of them down. And then there's the other Dolphins wide receivers like Albert Wilson, Mac Hollins, who are going to be out there. They have a role on this team, but that role is not very fantasy relevant. So I'm going to be sitting down all of the other ancillary Dolphins wide receiver options. Next up, we move to the Indianapolis Colts at the Houston Texans, and Brandon Cooks cooked up an amazing game last week up against the Jumbo Jets, scoring a tug in that matchup. Brandon Cooks does have an all-right matchup this week up against the Indianapolis Colts, and with how good he looked last week up against the Jets, I'm certainly fine playing Brandon Cooks again this week up against the Indianapolis Colts for Michael Pittman. This guy's basically been invisible over the last couple of weeks. I think here up against the Houston Texans, though, this could be a get-right game. I'm not going to go ahead and proclaim Michael Pittman to be a top-12 wide receiver or even a top-24 wide receiver, but I would definitely play him up against the Houston Texans. My biggest worry though with Pittman this week is that this may just be a huge Jonathan Taylor game, because why are you going to need to pass over the Houston Texans unless you just choke up against them like your name is the Tennessee Titans? I do expect Michael Pittman to have an alright showing in this game though. The other Colts wide receivers, T.Y. Hilton and friends, I don't really want to be starting them again. I do think that this is going to be a lot more of a run-heavy Jonathan Taylor-centric game. And then for the Texans, they have other wide receivers like Nico Collins, but they are the Texans. So, and Tyrod has looked fine, but this matchup up against the Colts is certainly far from ideal. So, I only really want to be starting Brandon Cooks and Michael Pittman in this game. Next up, we move to the Minnesota Vikings at the Detroit Lions. In this game, I love Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen. The Detroit Lions defense is complete and utter dog shit. I understand the Minnesota Vikings ended up choking last week up against the San Francisco 49ers. I'm pretty sure that at the end of the game, Kirk Cousins either lined up under the right tackle or the right guard instead of the center, and they had to call a timeout. That was a very genius, big brain play by Mr. You Like That, Kirk Cousins, but the Vikings are still a very good team, and they are just miles ahead of a team like the Detroit Lions, so I expect Justin Jefferson, as well as Adam Thielen, to have solid games. And then for the Lions all year long, we've been trying to decipher, uncover who the wide receiver one is on this team. Some weeks we've seen Amon Ross St. Brown, other weeks we've seen Khalif Raymond, and other weeks the offense basically does nothing, and none of them are fantasy relevant 
development wide receivers. But last week, we saw up against the Chicago Bears on Thanksgiving that Josh Reynolds is that guy. Josh Reynolds was on Tennessee earlier on in the season, just recently got to the Detroit Lions, used to be on the LA Rams with quarterback of the Lions now, Jared Goff. So I think Josh Reynolds is in a pretty solid situation to succeed. Obviously, the Lions are far from an amazing team, but he's still... I believe, the number one wide receiver on this team who should be passing a decent amount late in the game because I believe that the Minnesota Vikings are going to lay a hammer to the Lions. So I think Josh Reynolds does have value in this game as the number one wide receiver for the Lions. The other Vikings wide receiver, K.J. Osborne, did show flashes earlier on in the season, but with so many weapons on this Minnesota Vikings team, he is best left on the bench. And then we got the guys we already described of the Detroit Lions. Amon Ross St. Brown did show some flashes, as did Khalif Raymond, but right now, Based upon the recency bias, Josh Reynolds appears to be the guy, and I will be firing him up up against the Minnesota Vikings. And I'm going to sit down St. Brown as well as Khalif Raymond. Next up, we move to the Philadelphia Eagles at the New York Jumbo Jets, and it appears that what I said last week, while the Jets won the game, they beat the Houston Texans, which was shocking in my mind. I honestly don't think that Zach Wilson is as good as Magic Mike White, as Josh Johnson, or as Joe Flacco. He did not impress me at all in that game. And it is very concerning as someone who was so excited about Elijah Moore last week, what it's going to look like for Elijah Moore going forward. Now, am I going to go ahead and tell you guys that Zach Wilson is a complete nutter bust? He's had a couple of bad games. Does that mean that his NFL career is fucking over down the toilet? Of course not. What it does mean is for the rest of his rookie season, the remainder of his rookie season, I'm pretty nervous about Elijah Moore. So I am going to tell you to start him, but I am very nervous about how I think Zach Wilson could look in this game up against the Eagles. I still believe that Elijah Moore is the number one wide receiver on the team, but I am very nervous about Zach Wilson for the Philadelphia Eagles. Devontae Smith had a stinky game last week up against the Giants. The whole offense played like absolute dog shit, especially the receivers. Devontae Smith really didn't have dropitis like Jalen Rager did. I hope that Jalen Hurts rewatches that game, realizes that Jalen Rager is complete and utter fucking dog shit and doesn't throw him the ball anymore, just keeps feeding Devontae Smith as well as Dallas Goddard. So I like Devontae Smith in this smash matchup up against the Jumbo Jets. A get-right game after they lost a very close game to the Giants. Jalen Rager, that guy fucking stinks, so go ahead and sit him. And then Jamison Crowder for the Jets. I think he will see a decent amount of targets, but with Zach Wilson under center, I just don't really trust it. Next up, we move to the Arizona Cardinals at the Chicago Bears. But before we break this game down in terms of the wide receiver position, I would like to ask that if you have ended up enjoying thus far, and if you are new to the channel, to please make sure that you hit that subscribe button down below. And whether you are new to the channel or not, please make sure to hit that like button down below. Both of those help me out a ton. So back to it, Arizona Cardinals at the Chicago Bears. Darnell, here comes the Mooney. Mooney, 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 is on an absolute fucking heater. Three great games in a row. The Arizona Cardinals defense is good. They're much better than the Detroit Lions that he absolutely cooked up last week. But I do still think that Darnell Mooney will be able to get it done, even if Andy Dalton's under center. Why do I think that? Because he's played well with Justin Fields down this stretch of good games, as well as with Andy Dalton for the Arizona Cardinals. My personal belief is that Kyler Murray, the short king himself, will be good to go in this game, as will DeAndre Hopkins. Obviously, if DeAndre Hopkins does not play in this game, then you have to think about the other wide receivers. 
They are coming off of a bye, so you would think that both Kyler and D-Hop would be good to go in this game, though. If DeAndre Hopkins does not play, we'll go ahead and get ahead of that. If he doesn't play, then I would play Christian Kirk. I think he has the highest upside out of all of these other ancillary options on the Arizona Cardinals offense. So D-Hop would be the answer, though, if he ends up playing. You got to start him. You're never going to really sit down DeAndre Hopkins, regardless of the matchup. And this isn't the Bears defense of a couple of years ago, even of last year. They're just not very good. So I would expect that Kyler Murray would be able to absolutely carve up the Chicago Bears defense like a Thanksgiving turkey. So I love D-Hop in this game if he plays. Again, I also like Darnell Mooney a whole bunch in this matchup. Then you have the other wide receivers. Allen Robinson, this motherfucker, he literally played so well with Blake Bortles. He put up numbers with kissing titties Mitchell Trubisky. He put up numbers with nine-inch Nicholas Foles. And the guy can't do it with Justin Fields and Andy Dalton. I don't know what it is. Maybe he's pissed off that he got franchise tagged. I have no idea, but he stinks this year. He's been banged up. I'm definitely not playing him, though, if he's healthy. It's Darnell Mooney season in Chicago. For the Arizona Cardinals, they've got Christian Kirk, who I would play if DeAndre Hopkins doesn't play, but my assumption is that D-Hop does end up playing. Now, again, I'm not a doctor. I'm as much of a doctor as Johnny Sins, so maybe I'm wrong on this, but it does seem like D-Hop would play in this game, but Christian Kirk would be the answer if he doesn't. A.J. Green also on the team has shown some flashes this season of the fact that maybe he's not washed up, but... But he is quite far away from being a wide receiver that you guys really want to be throwing into your lineup weekly. Next up, we move to the LA Chargers at the Cincinnati Bengals. And this game is just oozing talent at the wide receiver position in terms of fantasy football. First, we'll start off with the Cincinnati Bengals. Mr. T. Higgins finally had an explosive game after basically taking an explosive shit on the chest of your fantasy football roster. I know Odell Beckham Jr. would have loved that, but I didn't like that as someone who has T. Higgins in a couple of my fantasy leagues. Last week, he did have an excellent game, and I think going forward that Joe Burrow will continue to rely on T. Higgins, so I'm definitely going to be playing him in this game. Jamar Chase has been a reliable option ever since the first week of the 2021 NFL season. Now, I tell this tale every single video I talk about the wide receiver position and talk about Jamar Chase, but it's so true. This man literally swindled so many fantasy football players, people that were playing fantasy football, because the guy absolutely sucked in training camp, according to the beat writers. The guy absolutely sucked in preseason, and then a couple days before the season starts, he's talking about it, he can't even see the NFL football, and then week one on, this guy has been just laying the pipe to defenses. Jamar Chase is a must-start receiver every single game, so I love him this week. Definitely not as confident in T. Higgins as I am with Jamar Chase, but I do like T. Higgins in this matchup, up against the Chargers, who just got torched by the Denver Broncos and Horsecock Drew Locke, as well as Teddy Bridgewater in that game. Teddy Bridgewater was the starter, obviously. Drew Locke came in because he got hurt, but then Teddy Bridgewater came back into the game. Speaking of the LA Chargers, we got their wide receivers. We've got Keenan Allen, and we got Mike Williams. Mike Williams as is just about as reliable as a goddamn broken condom, but at the end of the day, the upside of Mike Williams is immense game in and game out. I wouldn't be surprised if this motherfucker scored three points in this game and I would not be surprised at all if he hung 30 on the Cincinnati Bengals defense and that is just the risk and reward of Mike Williams he is a very boom or bust wide receiver so with that said if you don't want that much risk 
then don't play him. But you have to understand the amount of upside that Mike Williams possesses weekly, especially if Justin Herbert, the pervert, is able to cook up a very solid game in a matchup between the premier quarterbacks of the 2020 NFL Draft, besides Tua, of course, who's the best quarterback of them all. Keenan Allen is going to be a start weekly as well. He is much safer than Mike Williams, but it does seem as though that the only safe option on this team is Austin Eckler. Even when Justin Herbert, the pervert, has a bad game, Eckler typically is still able to eat, but I do like Keenan Allen as well as Mike Williams in this game. The other Bengals wide receiver, kind of the odd man out on this team, is Tyler Yeah Boyd. I do think that he's a very talented player, but at the end of the day, with this threesome at the wide receiver position, Tyler Boyd is typically just the odd man out. Next up, we move to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the Atlanta Falcons. Bruce Arians previously kind of circled this game in huge red ink as the game that Antonio Brown, Mr. AB, Mr. Business is booming, was going to return in, but I haven't seen any signs pointing towards Antonio Brown playing in this game. Now, we are early on in the week. It is just Tuesday, so if Antonio Brown does end up playing, I'm obviously going to play him because this is a great matchup up against the Falcons, but it does very much complicate this offense in terms of which wide receivers you want to be starting because you are going to want to start all three of them, but inevitably one of them will end up being the odd man out, just like with the Tyler Boyd scenario with the Cincinnati Bengals, but Chris Godwin, as well as Mike Evans, assuming that Antonio Brown does not end up playing our smash options this week up against the Falcons. Neither of them had all that good of a game. Tampa Bay, Tom Brady, definitely disappointed last week because Uncle Lenny scored four fucking touchdowns in that game. But at the end of the day, I still heavily rely on these wide receivers for the Bucs. So Godwin, as well as Evans, are definitely guys that I want to start up against the Bucs defense. I don't love Russell Gage. He is the clear wide receiver number one on the Atlanta Falcons until Calvin Ridley returns, if Calvin Ridley even does end up returning. So Russell Gage is a guy that I'm probably going to be telling you guys to start weekly at this point. Even if Matt Ryan doesn't look great in this game, I still think Russell Gage is able to acquire enough of a target share in this offense to put up a solid game. Olamide Zacchaeus is going to be a sit because I don't really trust any of these wide receivers besides Russell Gage for the Atlanta Falcons. Next up, we got the Jacksonville Jaguars at the LA Rams. Last week for the Jaguars, Tavon Austin scored a touchdown. Tavon Austin. I didn't even know that man was still in the NFL. That is a joke because I'm pretty sure I saw a video of Naheem Hines and Tavon Austin like talking to each other and how Naheem Hines was talking about how he loves Tavon Austin's old college tape, which I love as well. That shit is beautiful to watch on your screen. Your eyes will ejaculate watching that. Very fun, but very surprising that Tavon Austin scored a touchdown in 2021. But with that said, the Jaguars wide receiver core is just no bueno in terms of fantasy football. Marvin Jones, LaVishka Chenault, they have so many options there. Jamal Agnew was the one savior of this offense in terms of the wide receiver position that you could actually rely on. And with him now gone and injured, I just don't trust any of these guys. And the Rams defense, while has looked shit as of recently, they should be able to suffocate this Jaguars offense in terms of the LA Rams wide receivers. I'm going to start all of them. I'm starting Cooper Cup, Van Jefferson, as well as Odell Beckham Jr. And they are listed... Uh, with my confidence level. So Cooper Cup, my most confident wide receiver, obviously. He's the number one wide receiver on the team, looking like the best wide receiver in the NFL. This is an easy matchup up against the Jaguars. I expect Cooper Cup to eat it up. And then we got Van Jefferson, had a solid game last week, but Odell Beckham Jr. also had a solid game last week up against the Green Bay Packers. I think I would start all of them here up against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Is Odell a wide receiver that I'd look to start every single week? That is yet to kind of 
enter my mind, right? Because we saw him play well up against the Packers. If we see him play well up against the Jaguars, then maybe he is a wide receiver that I want to be starting weekly. But I do think that the pecking order between Van Jefferson and Odell as the number two wide receiver option on this team is very cloudy, I think, week in and week out. We're going to see some weeks where Jefferson's the number two guy, other weeks where Odell Beckham Jr. is the number two guy in terms of targets. Next up, we pivot to the Washington football team at the Las Vegas Raiders. In this game, I'm going to be firing up Terry McLaurin. Last week in that matchup on Monday Night Football, we saw the Washington football team just establish the fucking run. Riverboat Ron woke up that day and just wanted to pound the rock on Pete Carroll, the famous gum chewer, and the Seattle Seahawks. They just ran the ball with aggression. Terry McLaurin had an all right game. But here going up against the Raiders, I think this is going to be a more high-scoring game, leading more to the uh, offense having to pass the ball, thus Terry McLaurin having a pretty solid showing up against the Raiders. Hunter Renfro is the clear number one wide receiver on the Las Vegas Raiders. This dude is an absolute fucking tactician. The routes that this dude runs are absolutely insane. They are insane. He ran a route up against the Dallas Cowboys where he basically juked the fucking socks off the guy. It was impressive. He looks really good game in and game out. And Derek Carr has looked a lot better as of recently. So I do expect Renfro to have a good game. If you are crazy and are just hunting for upside, then you can play D-Jax. You can play Deshaun Jackson because you can see Derek Carr. If you paint the picture of this game, Derek Carr just doing one of those. Fuck it. Deshaun Jackson is out there somewhere and just throwing the ball 7,000 yards down the field, and then Deshaun Jackson catches the ball and runs in a touchdown. You can also paint the picture Bob Ross style of this game where Derek Carr does that. He misses D-Jax, does again, misses D-Jax again, and then that's his two targets, or maybe he gets three targets in the game. Two of those were deep balls, doesn't connect on either of the deep balls. Then he has one catch for like eight yards, and he does nothing. He's a very boom-bust wide receiver, but if you are someone who believes that he could catch that pass in this game, that you could go ahead and start him. Curtis Samuel is the number two wide receiver on this team when healthy. He did return from injury last week, but was on a minutes restriction. If we're talking like the NBA, he was on a snap reduction for the team, but I do think that while he is the number two receiver, I just don't really trust it because they just have so many guys to throw the ball to on the Washington football team, so I'm just going to go ahead and sit down Curtis Samuel. Next up, we move to the Baltimore Ravens at the Pittsburgh Steelers, a legendary AFC North matchup. This season, maybe not be all that legendary because Big Ben Roethlisberger looks like complete and utter horseshit, but... He has looked bad this season and then magically looks like throwback Big Ben and actually looks pretty good. So sometimes, have you guys ever seen that video where I think it's a soccer coach? He's like, sometimes it's a very good, sometimes it's a very shit. That's Big Ben Roethlisberger. That is exactly Big Ben. So if he is good, then Deontay Johnson is good. If he's bad, typically Deontay Johnson is good as well, so he's kind of immune to that bullshit, so I think Deontay Johnson will be fine regardless. Chase Claypool has been seeing the targets, but sometimes the targets are just nowhere near him because Big Ben is like Stevie Wonder in the pocket. He can't see anything, but hopefully he is able to return back to form this week and play a little bit better for Chase Claypool and Deontay Johnson. I definitely view Chase Claypool as a risky start this week. Hollywood Brown for the Baltimore Ravens will be a start. I do like the upside of him game in and game out. He is one of those wide receivers that all he needs really is three catches to turn into 125 yards and two touchdowns or 
have an insane stat line. Hollywood Brown is the number one wide receiver on the Ravens. And with how Rashad Bateman has looked recently, I feel even more confident saying that I think Hollywood Brown could have a very big showing up against the Steelers, as well as with the fact that the Steelers defense hasn't looked great as of recently. They got pounded all game long by Joe Burrow, Mr. Joey B, and the Cincinnati Bengals last week. Rashad Bateman, like I said, just hasn't looked as good as he did earlier on uh, once he returned from that injury. So I'm just going to go ahead and sit him this week up against the Steelers, even though I do like the matchup. Next up, we got the San Francisco 49ers at the Seattle Seahawks. And I am sick and tired of Russell fucking Wilson. Mr. Unlimited, more like Mr. Limited. I'm pretty sure I made that joke in the last video, but I don't care. I'll say it again, goddammit, because Russell Wilson is hurt. Stop Pete Carroll. Stop playing this guy. He is clearly banged up. He makes a great play at the end of the game. Hoorah, right? They score a fucking touchdown, but they can't convert the two-point conversion. DK Metcalf is wide open. He's fucking swinging his hands all around. Hey, I'm open, Russ. Throw me the goddamn ball, and he just throws it uh, into basically no one. I don't get it. I do not get it. Does Russell Wilson hate DK Metcalf? Maybe. Because DK Metcalf has been complete and utter dog shit as of recently. And I just can't feasibly tell you to start him. Lockett seems to be just fine with Russell Wilson not playing all that hot. Tyler Lockett's still able to have an all right game. Up against the 49ers, who have looked very good as of recently. Their defense isn't that great, though. So I think Seattle, if Russ was healthy, I'd be so excited to play Lockett and Metcalf. But with Russ still clearly banged up with that finger, with that mallet finger, I'm not starting DK Metcalf. I know most of you in the comments section are probably typing right now, Nick, that's fucking crazy. And I know it is definitely crazy because DK Metcalf is one of the best wide receivers in the NFL. But right now, I just don't feel comfortable playing him. I really don't. And in a lot of scenarios, you probably have great receivers on your team where you can just pivot away from DK Metcalf. But I do understand in some scenarios, you will still have to start him. But I just don't feel comfortable at all doing so. I hope he has a great game this week, though. I hope I'm wrong, honestly. And then for the 49ers, we got Brandon Ayuk. Definitely going to be starting him with Debo Samuel out. Sucks for everyone who had Debo Samuel as he was playing excellent in that game up against the Minnesota Vikings prior to his injury. But at least he went out with a bang, right? That was a pretty solid showing before he ended up getting hurt. And he's also only going to be out for about a week or two based upon the reports I have seen. So all good for Debo Samuel for your playoffs at the end of the season. So that's good. But obviously it does suck losing that guy that has just been fantastic all season long. But I will start Ayuk. Also going to be firing up Lockett. Jawan Jennings had a nice flash showing last week up against the Minnesota Vikings. But maybe he does good again this week. And if Debo's out the week after, then I'll fire up Jawan Jennings. But I just don't feel very confident doing so. Next up, we move to the Denver Broncos at the Kansas City Chiefs. Sunday night football. Because I waited all day for Sunday night. I know my singing voice is chef's kiss. Beautiful. Broncos at Chiefs. Okay. The Broncos look good up against the Chargers, but the Chargers kind of looked like shit in that game. The Chiefs coming off of a win against the Cowboys, but they didn't really dominate that game. The defense played quite well, and Mahomes just did enough to, you know, not lose the game, right? Not throw the game away. So the Chiefs, maybe they're back. Maybe they're back. Tyree Kills, a guy you got to start every single week. You just got to. The upside's immense. Any week, he could be the number one wide receiver. So you got to play him up against the Broncos. And then the Broncos wide receivers. Cortland Sutton gets that big bag last week, but he doesn't do anything. 
don't play Cortland Sutton. You cannot play him. He's a good wide receiver. Teddy Two Gloves just doesn't fucking throw him the ball, so don't play him. Jerry Judy going up against the Chiefs defense that has had, I believe, six weeks in a row with a turnover. I don't love Jerry Judy, but he's the number one receiver on the team, so I'm fine playing him, but he's definitely a risky option in my opinion with how good the Chiefs defense has looked as of recently. Then we got McCole Hardman, kind of one of those names that everyone tries to draft. Every single year, people do these mental gymnastics into talking themselves into drafting McCole Hardman, and every year, he has like two, three, maybe four flashes of greatness. That is what is going to sell someone next season on drafting McCole Hardman again in like the 9th, 10th, 11th round. Just stop doing it. Don't play him this week up against the Broncos. Shout out to Byron Pringle because that motherfucker always scores on the primetime game for the Kansas City Chiefs. So I like Pringle to score a touchdown in this game, but I'm definitely not going to start him in fantasy because if he doesn't score that touchdown, that will be a complete and utter disaster. Final game here, Monday night football between the New England Deflatriots at the Buffalo Bills, and no one circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. I mentioned this in the waiver wire video. Kendrick Bourne is wide receiver number 21 in half PPR right now. Wide receiver number 21. And if you haven't done your waivers yet, he may be available in your league, and he is the wide receiver number 21 in half PPR. Wide receiver 21. While he's not getting fed the ball like Jacoby Myers, he's still outscoring Jacoby Myers. The man is just sucking in these fucking targets in the red zone like Mia Malkova sucks on something else. I love Kendrick Bourne going forward in the season, but this matchup up against the Buffalo Bills does worry me slightly, so I wouldn't rank him as a top 24 wide receiver on the week, but I would play him for the Buffalo Bills, Stephon Diggs. He is in a tough matchup. The Patriots defense has looked very legitimate as of recently. They've looked much better than earlier on in the season. I'm not here to tell you that Stephon Diggs is going to stink this game up. I still would rank him as a top 10, maybe even a top 5 wide receiver. But the matchup is far from ideal. And then we got for the Buffalo Bills, we got Emmanuel Sanders. We've got Cole Beasley up against the Pats defense. I'd rather just go ahead and stick with Stephon Diggs. And then for the Patriots, Jacoby Myers keeps getting the targets. But he, he scored one touchdown. Hala fucking Luya got the monkey off his back. But at the end of the day, I just don't really want to rely on him. He's a fine guy to get a bunch of targets, but will he be able to turn that into a bunch of fantasy points? Probably not. So up against the Buffalo Bills, that defense, I'm sitting him down. So thank you guys all so much for watching today's video. If you did end up enjoying, please make sure that you hit that subscribe button down below, as well as hitting that like button. I would appreciate it a ton. I love you guys all so much. Make sure if you want to follow me on Twitter, please do so at NotoriousFNTSY. I hope you all have a great rest of your guys' day. And as always, kaboom!